Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Happy to have you along. This is Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Special guest today, a friend of mine uh, who wears many, many hats, and I've enjoyed getting to know him over the last couple of years. Mike Womack is with us. He's a pastor. He's involved with uh, Feed America First and and uh, husband, father, and the, the father of, of, our, of our dog trainer, yes. Mike, is how I got to know you, through your daughter, Alicia. That's right. She's a great lady. I think so. My dog, my puppy, Fearless, just thinks she's, <laughs> I can say her name and her ears perk up. Yeah, that's it great. It really does. As long as it's your dog and not your son. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have any son, so you're safe there. <laughs> good. Although I'm sure she has that problem too, but but she, but uh, anyway, it's, it's good to talk to you. I look forward to our conversation, and we're going to cover uh, a lot of areas today. We're happy you're with us on this Friday afternoon for uh, for local matters. You are involved with uh, with some great work uh, that stretches far and wide. The program is called Feed America First, and just kind of in general overview fashion, if you would, what do you do and how do you do it through Feed America First? Feed America First is a uh, faith based nonprofit. Uh, we're based out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, Feed America First started in in 2000 and started in a pole barn and went from there. Uh, right now, we are feeding about thirty-five to 40,000 families a month. A pole barn? Yeah, started in a pole barn. Is that barn. a barn where there's poles? Pretty much. Is pretty that much. right? I, our, our executive director, Tom Henry, uh, is also our founder. He, um, he had a 30-year uh, stint as a restaurant manager. And left that, retired from that, and decided that he needed to do more. And out of a Bible study, a men's Bible study, his church, Feed America First was born. Wow. And, so it uh, was an idea. It was a God-given vision. And yes. he began to take those baby steps to make it happen. Yes. And through the years, I've been there now seven years. Uh, we uh, Last year, we gave away right at 14 million pounds of food. Uh, we are right now, since our beginning in 2000, we're right now at around 94 million pounds of food. That we're when you say away. America, so that stretches across uh, the fruited plain, so to speak. Well, what we do, uh, we focus on rural. Okay. And we do all of Tennessee, northern Alabama, northern Mississippi, southern Kentucky uh, is basically what we focus on. Second Harvest does a lot of the metro area. We focus on rural. However, in this last year, uh, in fact, I just got back from a trip from Beaumont, Texas, and we got involved this year uh, doing uh, hurricane relief. And uh, as long as, I mean, it's almost been a year since these hurricanes come through, and these people are still devastated. It gets out of the news. It gets off our minds, out of our our face. We forget about it. But there's still some devastated, hungry people there. There sure are. You know, we went through neighborhoods and uh, just driving around before the event, and most of these homes that are are still there. They're gutted. No one lives in them. And there's trailers, travel trailers outside that they're living in as they, re- as they rebuild their homes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, most of them uh, have no government assistance. FEMA's come and gone, uh, which that's how they probably purchased their travel trailer. Yeah. But as far as jobs are gone, homes are gone, cars are gone. Um, and, of course, they get inundated to start out with all this help. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's gone. So we've made the promise that we uh, we would go five times this year, and we've been to Texas once. We have been to Florida once, and now we're going to go back to Florida in June and then back to Texas in August. So while the rest of the country, including myself, I'm, sadly I must say, we'll think about it that day, maybe for a few weeks while it's making headlines, while we see it on television or we read about it or hear it on radio. But after that, 
you know, most of us go on with our lives, and there's still some folks out there right. that are hungry with some real need. That's right. And one of the, one of the fun things for us is Feed America First is a little bit different. Um, our, our goal is to provide food to those that are feeding the hungry. We're kind of the middleman. Uh, I gotcha. We work with a lot of organizations, uh, General Mills, Pepsi, Colonial Bread, just tons of organizations without leaving anyone out that we have great contacts with. They donate the item to us. We go get it, bring it back to our warehouse, and then through two different programs, we have a perishable program on Wednesdays and Fridays, and then we also have a perishable slash non-perishable um, event on Thursdays where we go out in the communities and give away. In fact, uh, coming up this week, uh, we will be in Clarksville, Tennessee on Thursday where we will hand out about 26,000 pounds of food to 26 ministries, and then they go. They have the hard job. Then they take that food and go back to their ministries, and then they hand it out to the people. So when we get to do the hurricane stuff, yeah. we actually get to do the hands-on. Yeah. These are the people right now. And some of the stories that I was told last week are still heartbreaking. Just the loss of, um, you know, where mm. we were at just right outside of Beaumont in, in Vider, Texas, um, there was a dam or a levee there that was holding back all the water, but it was fixed. it was about to break. And so they had a terrible decision to make. It was either let it break and lose lives or let the water out and flood their homes. And they, oh they chose goodness. the second. Uh, still, there was some lives lost, but most of these people were rescued. One lady was telling me about a um, – she was uh, she was kind of stubborn, as we might be. She yeah. didn't want to leave her home. Mm-hmm. And as the night continued to go on, the water kept, kept rising and rising. And, and then she found herself on top of her car – uh, underneath her her uh, outside uh, garage, and as the water rose, the car rose. Oh my goodness! And it almost pinned her against the top of her garage. And the Cajun Navy from New Orleans was coming around and found her and rescued her. Wow! We're glad you're with us today on Local Matters. I'm your host Dwight Henry. We're talking to Mike Womack about uh, the work, the ministry, the good work of Feed America First. You mentioned, Mike, that a lot of what you do is get the food into the hands of folks who get it to the people. I know my church, Living Hope Church here in Cookville, Tennessee, has been involved with Feed America First a little bit already. We've we've learned about you and begin using that way. Let's say there's a church or any other organization that would say, wow, we would like to be some of those folks who get the food food directly to the people. How how do they hook up with you guys? Probably the easiest way to do it uh, it would go to uh, our our email address or our website, uh-huh. which was feedamericafirst.com. Um, they can go there and look at the staff and, and go to an email, find myself, or you can email me at mikewomack at feedamericafirst.com, or I'll gladly give out my phone number over the air, yeah, be which great. is 931 well, 931- 265-5878. And I would love to talk to someone about feeding more people. You know, okay, let's say, let's say there's someone, now you're talking about obviously there are churches that get involved in that. But are there other criteria or other type organizations that you get food to who get it directly to the people? Uh, what kind of organization do they have to be other than a church? Basically, what we're looking for is someone that is a nonprofit or a 501c3. Um, you can be under an umbrella of another 501c3. For instance, if you're in a Baptist church, you may be under, in this area, you may be, be under the Stone Association. Okay. And you could st- we would still work with you. Uh, we work with all kinds of recovery groups, um, things like that. So children's homes, 
It doesn't really matter. The, the whole idea is if you will contact us, we will find a way to get food. You know, you mentioned that Feed America First works uh, not exclusively, but primarily in rural areas. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about the upper Cumberland part of Tennessee right now. Uh, that A lot of that is rural. I'm sure you're touching a lot of lives. How, how many hungry – I mean, there, there are more hungry people in these counties that surround us and in the rural areas of this state than most of us realize. Am I right about that? Statistics now say that one out of every six children go to bed hungry. Now think about that. Is that nationwide? That's nationwide. Yeah. And and if you start thinking about your rural area, how many kids are you seeing getting off a school bus? If you start counting them, every seventh kid is hungry. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, and we live in the greatest country in the world, and yet we still have children. But uh, there's some crazy statistics around there where like half of the food that's produced ends up in a landfill. Wow. People, you know, just don't think about making sure that it's donated. And that that inspi- that's in spite of the fact that one out of six children nationwide, you know, go to bed hungry in this country. That is correct. And a couple of years ago, it was one out of four, so it has improved. We're glad you're with us on uh, Local Matters. It's uh, your host, Dwight Henry, along with Mike Womack. He is uh, involved with Feed America First. And, Mike, it, it's it's an incredible thing that you do. And you mentioned uh, locally, we're talking about Upper Cumberland here. I know there's a program in this area. I was just visiting with some teachers not too long ago. They actually send food home uh on weekends with children because some of those might not eat anything or very little over the weekend if they didn't have that uh, they didn't take that home from school it's a more serious problem than most of us really realize absolutely Uh, a lot of churches and organizations here have backpack programs like you're talking about Um, you know it's it's an amazing thing to watch a lot of the churches for instance this past week we were uh, having a drop at Salem Church here in Cookville where 30 ministries will come through many of those churches have backpack programs. Uh, within the last two months, we have received or come through at least our ability, ability to um, um, to make it happen, I guess it would say, to, to uh, transport it. About two million pounds of MREs that came through FEMA uh-huh. that were getting close to date and they needed to move out of Jacksonville, Florida. So we've brought them in and been able, have been able to get them to churches. And these aren't your typical uh, military MREs. These are perfect backpack MRE, meals. What, MRE, what is that? You know, it's, um, you know, I'm not sure what even the terminology for MRE is. <laughs> uh, military ready something. Something, yeah. Okay. Someone's out there going, I know exactly what that is. But all I know is it's food you can eat now. Oh, that's what that means. Um, that's, that's close enough. So it's a canned good and it's a cracker and a, yeah. and a cake, something, those kind of things in there to give you some food. And so we've been able to get those to a lot of these these kids uh, through through these great organizations and agencies. I know we touched on this earlier, but folks who may may not have been expecting that, folks, churches, other appropriate organizations who who would want to say, yeah, we are involved already in getting food directly into the hands of hungry people, or we might like to be if we got more information from Feed America First and and, and maybe uh, connected with you guys in terms of being able to do that. Again, give that contact information okay. if you would. The greatest, the easiest way to do that is feedamericafirst.com, or you can reach me at Mike Womack at feedamericafirst.com, or my personal cell phone, 931-265-5878. Our great producer has produced the answer to this question, MRE, meal ready to eat. We were close. Meal ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad you're with us. This is Local Matters. We're back with more in just a moment.
Hey, we're glad you're with us. We're back on Local Matters. Your host, Dwight Henry, along with uh, Mike Womack. We've been talking about Feed America First and all the good work that they do in this area and across the country. We're going to give you that contact information for that ministry b- before the end of the show. But uh, again, so if you want to grab a pen and uh, paper, be able to jot that down, because there's a lot of churches here that are in the ministry now of getting food to people, but a lot that that could be, would be, need to be, maybe are called to be, Mike, yes. if they if they had a connection as to how to make it happen. And you guys can provide that connection and the food. We sure can. Yep. And we'd love to. Yep. Uh, listen, but you 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 do that. And also, uh, I, I want to hear something about Mike Womack's personal story. I know you pastor you pastor a church in Livingston called The Bridge, which I'm anxious to get up to and yes. and be a part of a worship service with you up there. But but your, your walk with the Lord, I mean, were you raised in a Christian home? How did all that happen to you? I was. Uh, in fact, uh, I just was uh, on Facebook today posting that tomorrow would have been my grandfather's 93rd birthday. And, of course, my grandfather is Brother Raymond White. He uh, he pastored Eastwood Baptist Church for 17 years and did lots of revivals in this community. Yeah. And um, so I was born and raised here in Cookville. I was born uh, into a Southern Baptist minister's home. And, um, you know, just my, my foundation really quickly was in Christ. Um, you know, to be honest with you, it wasn't something I really wanted to follow. I didn't want to follow in his footsteps and, and go through all the things that I watched sometimes uh, a, a pastor go through, but he always showed me the right way. And um, so I could show you the place on on Jefferson Avenue hmm. where the hmm. Lord finally said, are you tired of running from me? Are you ready to say yes to your calling? Um, You're already a Christian. Already a Christian. living for the saved Lord. Saved at seven years of, uh, of age. Yeah, but uh, neither was in your ministry was in your heart. You know, ministry was there. I just didn't want to release it. Um, you know, I, I just didn't want to release it. We were still going to church, but we were not. I was miserable, uh, as most people are that have a calling from God and, and are not wanting to surrender to it. And uh, like anyone else, I was miserable. And I looked at my wife and I said, hey, what did you say? And she said, I didn't say anything. So, so she was, was in the car with you. She was in the car with me. It was the audible voice of God, but it was just for me. Yeah. It was just for me. And at that point, uh, I and told you my, were roughly how old then? I was 24. Four. In, your, in your 20s, and you'd been saved at seven. Yes. And uh, I told my grandfather, and he said, well, I was waiting for you to tell me. <laughs> um, and I told him, and, and uh, him being the, the local pastor, he knew a lot of people, and and uh, called a, a friend of his that was at Midway Baptist Church, and, and they were looking for a youth pastor. And next thing you know, I'm hired as a youth pastor with no, no idea what to do. So you just um, accept a call to the ministry, and next week you're going to work. Boom! I was in. Wow! So there, there was a benefit, yeah. you know, to uh, to having a, a grandfather of, yeah, uh, of that stature. I remember and, your grandfather. I know your grandfather. Not as obviously well as you knew. He was a religion in this community. Somebody that was a long, long-standing preacher, highly respected, and 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 a good role model for you. I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and always, you know, no matter. Uh, probably the biggest role model that he was for me is no matter how long the day was, there was always time at the end of the day to throw football in the backyard. Wow. You know, and that's that's the one thing that I think we miss today because everything is so hustle and bustle, and we think we're so tired or wore out that we don't have time. And the thing is, if you don't make time, mm. you'll miss it. That's so that, that is so rich. So when, so you say yes, God, I will. Uh, and I've been in that condition too, where you you know you got a call on, you know you need to respond, and until you do, there's no God. God doesn't beat you up, but no. there's a stirring in you know, that you know that one knows that. And you know, my sense is, Mike, right now. That maybe it's full time ministry, maybe something. My sense is there's somebody listening right now 
that they're saying, yeah, oh my goodness, they're talking to me right now. Yeah, that's me. God is, yeah, that's that's me right now. What do you what do you tell them to do? You know, I think it's um, it, it's finally get to that place in time. Where are you sick and tired of being miserable? Yeah, because the calling is real. Yeah. You're gifted to do what you do. Go find someone to ask some questions to. Find a local pastor or or a deacon or an elder in a church and say, hey, I really feel like God's called me to do something, and and then go with it. You yeah. know, God's called you. Man didn't call you. Yeah, God called you. I remember. I, I, I you know, I don't know if that ever happened to you. I was like you. I started going to church nine months before I was born. You know, yeah. in my mother's womb. And then there was a period of time in early college when I just walked away from it. I said, you know, hey, that was for mom and dad, not for me. But two, three years, I realized, no, that's the life I want to live. Right. And so, and God started dealing with me when I got up to tech, and 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 I learned about vespers that the Baptist Student Union had at five thirty. Every Monday through Thursday at Tech, and I, I said, I'm going to get with that crowd. I'm going to respond to what's going on. And then they, they sent out a team. They started sending out teams to promote the BSU, Baptist Student Union then. And uh, and they said, who wants to lead singing? Who wants to do this? And who wants to speak? Well, I, I never preached a sermon or really taught a lesson, but I had a little public speaking experience. I, said, I just raised my hand. And my first wow. sermon, Mike, was in some little country Baptist church around here. So I don't remember what church it was, but, wow. but, it, but, but when I stepped away from it, and it might have been a terrible sermon, I don't know. But I knew that I had responded to God's calling, right. and I knew. And there's nothing like obeying Him, is there? Nothing like being used by God. No, it's it's an incredible feeling, and um, you know, and to watch to watch whether it be uh, students or to watch adults when that light bulb comes on. Yeah, they know that God has touched them. You know, it's just an amazing thing to watch and be part of. We're glad you're with us. This is Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. We're talking with Mike Womack. He's Involved with Feed America, America First, and we'll get back to that in just a bit. But I know uh, two things I want to talk about in, in, in the time we have left. Number one, you you pastor church now in Livingston, uh, the bridge. Tell us about the bridge. Yes, the bridge, uh, uh, Bridge Community Church. We are right now located on the square in Livingston. We have a storefront. Um, we are quickly outgrowing it, um, but just like everywhere else, it's hard to uh, – to, to, to find a building that you can move into that you can afford as a as a growing church we're sure. a young church yeah uh, my wife and I are two of the of the oldest people in our church so that's refreshing <laughs> uh, but this 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 younger crowd um, they can't give as much as the older crowd you know they have young yeah. kids and growing up and got bills like every one of us do and and uh, but we're we're a blessed church we're a non-denominational church uh, we're we're pretty well contemporary. Uh, got a full band on Sunday mornings. We start at 10, 10 a.m. Uh, we'd like to tell you that's some great biblical time, but <laughs> we started at 10 and no one could make it at 10, and we moved it to 10, 10. And then they that's started not, not getting there until 10, 15. And so. that's, not like, that's not like John 10, 10 or Matthew 10. No, 10 it, 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 I would love to tell you it is, but, but it's, it's not. not. Okay. So, yeah. uh, But we have a great time, great fellowship. Uh, my daughter Alicia uh, leads a youth group on Sunday nights at 6 called um, The Tribe. Yeah. And we've got some great things coming up this summer. Uh, involved in Livingston to, with uh, with the tribe, and and we're just trying to make a difference. We're not interested in necessarily building our church. We just want to build the church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the wanna, body of Christ. We want to empty hell if that's a possibility and fill up heaven. Yeah, absolutely. And for those particularly in the Livingston area or Cookville, where you happen to be, uh, Sunday morning at ten ten. Ten ten. And you're on the square there, right? Uh, right in Livingston. Right. Easy to find. Yeah. Right. Right there. next to everything sports. And just across, as I recall, having been in the church one time, one night we were up there for an event. Uh, right, it's literally across the courthouse. Yes, right yeah. across the courthouse. Yeah. Easy to find. The uh, and there's another thing that I want to ask you about that I was involved in, and 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 I just want our audience to learn more about. 
I had heard about All My Adult Life uh, ministry that, that you and your daughter's involved in to a great degree. It's called the Walk to Emmaus. And everybody that talked to me that I respected through the years said, Dwight, you got to do it. Dwight, you got to do it. Dwight, you got to do it. Several weeks ago, I did it. Yes. And everybody listen, you got to do it. It's, and there's a thousand reasons and a thousand excuses that somebody could say, hey, I can't go from, you know, from, was it Friday evening or Thursday evening? Thursday evening. Thursday evening till Sunday morning. But you can. You, you can. absolutely, if it's important enough to you, you can. And I promise you, uh, when you finish, you will say, wow, that it was one of the best spiritual experiences of my life. As much as you can, Mike. Uh, golly, and I've had a bunch of people ask me about it after the, after after the experience. And basically, right. what I said is, you got to do it. You yeah. just got to do it. But, but tell us about it. That's the best thing to do is experience it. Yeah, uh, I went through the walk to Emmaus in 1999. Um, to be honest with you, I went because someone kept aggravating me to go. Yeah. Until finally, I went. But it was it is by far the most richest spiritual experience I've had in my life. Mm. Um, I had a student. Um, Explain it this way one time. It's a three-day date with Jesus. Wow. No phones, no watches, no communication with the outside world, everything that you need is taken care of, and it's just you and him. Yeah. And it's an amazing thing to be part of. There is a chrysalis for the high school students. That is, uh, if you have been, if you are in the ninth grade through 12th grade, that is for chrysalis. There is a, called, a thing called Journey that is for college students that we would love to even get more amped up. And I know there might be some some college student leaders out there. If you uh, have any questions about that, you can you can be glad to call me and I'll answer questions about that. And then for adults, it's the walk to Emmaus. Um, there is three women's walk a year, one in March, one in July, and one in September. And then there's a men's walk in March and also a men's walk in September. So there's plenty of opportunity. It will completely change your life. Yeah. A three-day date with Jesus. Yes. That right probably way. describes it as well as I know how to describe it because your needs are met. You, if you've got a spouse at home, they make sure her needs are met while you're there. And it was just and, – and we talk about a walk to Emmaus. You know, of course, you, you wear your tennis shoes if you like, probably preferably, but it's not really a walk. No, not you're really central, a walk. You're central and you're in, one, you stay, you're in one place the whole time. Yeah. You stay overnight there. You sleep there. Yes. And – and uh and it, and and the sponsor, I'm assuming, uh, I look forward to sponsoring somebody myself. It, it doesn't cost anything. At least, at least the the folks are involved in the walk. The pilgrims that go through, and that's what they're called. Yeah, the pilgrims that go through pay nothing. The sponsor takes care of their uh, sponsor fee because it does cost to have this thing put on. All the food and yeah. all the things that happen. First church, and in, there's in, a lot of food. A lot of food. <laughs> First church in Livingston uh, has hosted this as long as there's been an Emmaus of the Cumberlands. By the way, you can go to EmmausOfTheCumberlands.org. Spell that for folks who may E-M-M-A-U-S, not know. E M M A U S EmmausOfTheCumberlands.org. Uh, I am the, one of the spiritual directors for the community. I am uh, honored to be the spiritual director for. Chrysalis Community and and uh, Journey Community and Craig Green, who's the pastor at First Church in Livingston, is the is the spiritual director of uh, Emmaus, and it's just a you know, it's it's too much to put in words. Yeah, but I love that I love that definition a three day date with Jesus. Yes, and I'm telling you from personal experience, having gone through the walk to Emmaus just several weeks ago, it, it be a teenager, be college student, be adult, man, woman, they've got walks for men and women. 
this is an experience that honestly life changing. I life-changing. mean, you know, that that term is used a whole lot, but this really is a life changing. And the bonds that you form, the fellows who were at my table, you know, I feel like I'd gone to high school with them all, and it was an interesting combination. I don't know how right. much time we got left, but uh, but uh, uh, but you know, at my table, <laughs> three convicted felons. One police officer, one retired police officer, and one politician. Yes. That's the same table. That sounds like and, the start and, of a bad and, joke. <laughs> I don't know how they picked us, but that was great. Mike, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you for asking Mike me. Womack has been our guest today, and we're so glad to have you along. Join us next Friday, same time, for Local Matters.